Hello and welcome to Game and Watch with Aaron and James, the show where we talk about games we've been gaming and movies and TV shows we've been watching. I'm Aaron. And I'm James. And today we have another special episode for you guys. We are doing another video game draft. Uh, we have a pretty exciting year this year, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah, and we like, we cannot resist doing this. Uh, we're trying to do it every month, and we're pretty much doing it every month, and I feel like that's too frequent. But I can't. I, I literally can't help myself. It's just too fun. Uh, we're doing 2017. We, I can't wait until we get to that big year, 1994. <laughs> we might only need uh, four people for that one. I don't know if there's enough games, but it was a great year. Was it? I just picked a year. I, I have no idea. Very good year. Okay. You could have said any year. I would have said it was a great year. <laughs> I, I, same. I actually don't even know what came out that year. So, Sonic Two. No, Maybe. that was like 92. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was a lot earlier. Yeah, we're doing 2017. We decided to jump very far forward in time from our last one, 2002, and pick a pick a year from the modern era. And, you know, I, I think maybe consciously or subconsciously, I was trying to save some of what I would say, like the best years in gaming um, for later on. But I guess I, I really couldn't resist picking this one because this and kind of going through and prepping for this, I, I feel like this is one of the like juiciest years of modern gaming and maybe gaming in my life. Um, not necessarily. I mean, from the games that came out, I didn't necessarily play every single one of these games right away, but just in terms of release date. And this is this is a juicy one. So, we've got some returning guests. Everyone's a returning guest. You're a returning guest. You're a returning guest. You're a returning guest. We've got Jason. We've got Dondo. We've got Joey. And that's it. I'm I'm also here. And Aaron is here. Aaron is back. Aaron <laughs> I'm is back. back. Yep. I'm back again. For like his 80th episode, oh, Aaron is back. Feels so good to be a guest. Welcome back, Aaron. Yeah. <clears throat> This probably makes Jason set the record for most uh, episodes. I, I, yeah, I think he does, right? And how do yeah, you feel as the four. reigning uh, reigning champion of guest stars, Jason? A repeat draft offender here to yeah. ruin all of your picks. <laughs> well, very excited to be back. Hopefully not. Hopefully not that. <laughs> We're very excited to have you. Uh, and Joey, uh, Joey was on our Friday the 13th episode, which is appropriate because Friday the 13th, the game came out this year. Joey will be taking it first pick. He's already committed to doing it. He cannot undo that. Um, so so that is the first pick of the draft. Thank you, Joey. Not even on my list, so don't worry about it. Hey, hey, don't tell people what's on your list yet. Or what's not on it. Or what's not on it. No, thank you, Joey. Thank you for being back. And, uh, and Dondo... It's, we're, we're happy to have your encyclopedic knowledge of gaming. Uh, you know, not that we all don't have that, but I see you. you. I see you as someone who with with a very vast gaming knowledge. And so that is that's why you're here. You can't wow. see it because this is an audio medium, but Dondo has a complete human skeleton uh, in his living room. He does which just makes him the smartest person here. Yes. Right. Or he makes him a predator. Right. Like, pre people... like not, predator, like the movie, not predator, like to catch a predator. <laughs> yeah. Some people have, uh, you know, skeletons in their closet. I have skeletons in my office space. So um, I'm happy to be here all with you guys. Um, I'm stoked about today. It'll be a good draft. Hopefully learn some things and then uh, relive some awesome moments from that year. Yeah. So speaking of that, 
Just thanks for setting me up. What a great segue. Um, Let's talk about some awesome moments from this year. So without revealing what our picks are, let's talk about what we were doing in 2017. And what's funny is I like don't remember a lot about my like gaming life in 2017 other than like just playing these games. I mean, this was like I feel like once I started working a full time job, which was a lot before this. And living in the city, it was just like, that's it's just living in the city and video gaming whenever I could do it. <laughs> um, and I don't really know if I have much more to say than that, uh, but maybe someone else has something more interesting to share. I have something equally uh, boring to share. I was awesome. doing pretty much the same in 2017. <laughs> I, uh, I just remember, like, there are certain games that came out, and I remember... I poured hundreds of hours into them and gave them a devotion that like, I don't think I've been able to give games in the last couple of years just because life gets in the way and other things are happening. I don't know what I was doing in 2017 that I had so much free time, but I definitely made more time for game. There just was more time for gaming for me in 2017. Yeah. So um, several of these games on the list, like if they had come out this year, I probably would have picked them up and tooled around on them, but not finished them. 2017, basically most of the games on my list I finished. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because um, I was in medical school in 2017. I didn't have a ton of time, but I still played a ton of games. But ironically, I don't think I played most of the big titles of, of this year in 2017. I played like a shit ton of PlayStation 4 games and like none of them would be like ranked as like in the top 10 best selling games of the year. But like that year, I really remember finally I'm playing like a ton of indie games and other like smaller games other than these big titles. Mm. Yeah, 2017. Yeah, I found... I... <clears throat> Go ahead, Joey. Oh, thank you. Um, Yeah, I found uh, that was the we were expecting our first child. So I was like, I just remember like, I need to get all my gaming in now because it's going to go away. So I just remember spending a lot of time in my basement being like, okay, this is going to go away soon. So I'm just going to (laughs) gear up and play all the games I can. Um, I still game even with my kids around. So it never went away, but I do remember picking it up a little bit in 2017. How about you? I would say, I um, probably played most of these games after the fact. Uh, the yeah. backlog was real. I finished my master's in 2017, moved from London to California and started my PhD. Uh, and here I am now trying to finish my PhD. <laughs> count the years later. Uh, but video games are essential uh, when you're doing a PhD because you want to do something completely different that's not reading and smashing your head against a wall trying to write yeah. a dissertation. So uh, a lot of these games near and dear to my heart for the time that they, you know, helped me spend not thinking about the work, the yeah. research and, uh, in other worlds, so to speak, adventuring. Yeah. And I think we're probably all on, around the same page. Like, I think we've all played a lot of games from this year, but maybe not all of them that year. I would say probably the only games that I or most of the games that I played the that year were switch games since that was the year the switch was released i think that was mm-hmm. i had just passed the bar exam earlier in the year and i was on my bar trip in new zealand and i remember the switch came out like when i was gone for some reason i was just like i didn't have as much like fomo about it um it helped that i was like in new zealand <laughs> uh and not just like 
you know, in Cleveland or something. Um, but uh, I didn't really have access to it. Um, but I got back and I had like a week left between my trip and when I need to go back to work. And I remember getting the, my switch and playing one specific game for like 12 hours a day at least. So, Yeah. <laughs> The new the, the Bomberman that came out at launch was that yeah. is that what you're referencing? <laughs> no uh, arms. Oh, arms. Actually, that Don't... game where you where you plink the the ice in the glass. <laughs> one two switch for that from the yes. Nintendo Direct. One two switch. Yeah, yeah one one two one, switch. Two switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Number one pick right there. Yeah. Um. All right. So I'll go through the categories. <clears throat> we we've gotten a little. I mean, I, I creative might be an overstatement, I guess, but, um, you know, with a, with a new year and with it kind of like, as you get more modern, there are just so many different changes in like console wars and availability of games on certain systems. So we kind of have to reevaluate ah, the categories each time. Um, there's some straightforward ones and there's, I mean, they're all straightforward, but I'll list them now. Um, so we've got PlayStation 4, Switch slash wii u that's a separate category from ps4 switch and wii u combined um that's i guess important because there were still wii u games or at least one monumental wii game at least that year (laughs) monumental i guess um indie we're we've done away with pc and obviously xbox is stupid so we don't have (laughs) either one of those consoles we have replaced PC with indie. And I think part of that was because a lot of the PC games will fall in another category that I'll mention in a second. Well, um, can I can I just jump in yeah, and say that the switch to indie for this year makes a lot of sense because with the rise of the switch, we've seen just like the floodgates open for indie yes. games, especially in the switch. But starting around what, like 2010, we started seeing like kind of a flood of indie games come in. So some of our early drafts, like it just wouldn't have made sense. Yeah. Um, so and logistically, the release dates of these like indie games, as you get more and more recent, they'll come out on one in like December of 2016 and then, you know, February of 2017 for mm-hmm. others. And they're spread across several years sometimes. So it just makes a whole lot of sense to open that up as a category and not because yeah. last time we did the the multi console release yep and it doesn't quite work the same as yeah. you get closer to the present yeah. and to but account for i was just yeah. going to say for that era for that draft it made sense but like right. you pointed out it wouldn't for this absolutely but but yeah. to account for that we've done uh the, another category is re-release slash remaster slash port <laughs> um a lot of games fall in that category like when i looked at like pc games i mean there was a, so much overlap um that it seemed and even there's a lot of overlap between all these categories and i think that makes that's part of the fun um but there are just so many re-releases remasters and ports this year that um it seemed like a good idea to have this category um notably this does not include remakes i don't know if there was a like a straight up remake of a game this year but you know well, probably this might be a category that uh, that stays depending on how this goes, because um, it's, it's, I'm a fan of it. And then handheld. We brought handheld back for the last time. I mean, unless we go back in time, then we'll have it back. But this was like the last year that it seemed to make sense to have handheld as its own category. And that's no insult to consoles like 3DS. It's, I guess it's a kind of an insult to consoles like PS Vita. But... <laughs> There's, there were enough handheld games this year 
where and I, and again I'm separating handheld from Switch even though the Switch becomes a handheld but the fact that Switch is a handheld and so many games after the Switch is released would just get re-released on Switch I, I think that this is 2018 and beyond we're done with handheld but this year I think there's enough good games to warrant the category what how does everyone feel about this one this was probably like I'm think is going to be my weakest category but I'm still not upset about including it I think it's I think we needed to include it I feel no, it's still solid. It's still solid. I feel personally offended that you would, you know, insult the Vita like that. <laughs> well, <I'm, laughs> I well, I can't wait to see what Vita game you're going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and then our last card, uh, last card, last category is wild card. Um, we've got so we've got six slots to fill and. Boy, is this going to be intense because as we've probably all talked about and as we talked about last time, I don't know if anyone here wants the number one pick. Uh, maybe, Joey, do you want the number one pick? Maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. <laughs> Depends um, on whatever one before me gets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I guess so. Um, well, I mean, do we have anything else to say? Um, this is a snake draft format. Everyone knows that. Um, we've got recurring guests and also Joey knows what a snake draft is. I'm not going to explain it again. Um, get with it, folks. This shouldn't be the first draft you're listening to. Um, anything, anything else worth mentioning, Aaron? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, like usual, we'll do a little um, summation of why we made our pick um, and just have some fun discussion. Yeah. All right. I am going to share my screen and randomize our names. I've got our names here in alphabetical order because I don't I don't know why, actually. Because uh, you have a problem. I have a problem, I guess. I'm going to randomize them now. Right now. The moment of truth. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. I okay. definitely didn't want to be first this time. Uh, Usually I, I don't care, uh, but I, I guess it's me. Shit, I did not want to be second, but I guess I'm glad I'm not first. <laughs> All right. Okay, so the draft order is Aaron will be drafting first. I will be drafting second. Jason will be drafting third. Joey will be drafting fourth. And Donda will be drafting fifth. Aaron, okay, my first pick. Yeah, uh, this is tricky because I want to pick something. Uh, I'm just strategizing aloud. I want to pick something that obviously I'm worried that you guys will pick. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like my tastes are very different than some of you. So I feel like if I were to like seize, say, like a Sonic Forces, <laughs> Sonic Forces is in no danger for many of you. <laughs> um, so I'll do my PS4 pick. <laughs> um i'll do god i hate doing this because it feels like such a stupid lame first pick but here we go assassin's creed origins ps4 oh my god aaron yeah i just okay. I, 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 you just find a way to surprise me every single time <laughs> no don't i <laughs> i i just i just don't you're gonna really need to you're gonna need i'm gonna give you an hour to explain this one okay okay <laughs> um looking at all the games on this list i've played many of them and there are some really triple a games uh like especially for the switch but none of them i want to play again like i was thinking about them and i'm like no 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 um i played assassin's creed origins i really really loved it and i would play it again and that's essentially my criteria um 
when we get to some of the other games on this list that I'm sure many of you will pick, um, I, I just thought, like I said, a lot of the triple A's this year, I played ad nauseum. Like I played like hundreds of hours, like to go back and do it again. Like I am not picking those and I wouldn't pick those. I, I, I literally don't have any response to that. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say, but you are, you're all looking at my, uh, I'm sharing my screen. I'm going to be updating this as we go. And just so you know, like I, if you see me typing the name of your game in, that means I didn't have it on a very, very, very long list. So if you, if I'm typing your game that you've picked, I'm just saying it means that it was not even on my radar. Fair enough. I love the surprise. I surprise and I delight. You surprise every single time and I love you for it. And it, what a, what a curveball. I I think we're all, I think we're all, um, Unless unless I'm mistaken about everyone else's gaming tastes here. I don't. Here's the thing. Relieved. I don't feel like I think we are I all relieved. I don't feel like any of my other choices are in danger. That is bold. Yeah, I, I'm sorry to be mean here, but that was in danger. <laughs> I, you know what? It's the in the most danger out of any of them. I, would uh, I don't. Okay, I haven't played it, so I respect. This is going to be an interesting draft. This is going to be a very interesting draft. Um, okay. If if I were to draft Assassin's Creed Origins, Jimmy would have to put a question mark at the end of it. (laughs) Yeah, be like Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah. (laughs) Um, or just like in parentheses, like Dondo having a stroke question mark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. All right. Okay. I um. (laughs) I've done a lot of soul searching when trying to think about my first pick. Um, I've got reasons why there are a lot of games I love this year very, very much. But there is one game that when I thought about this really, really hard and a lot of some of my like favorite games kind of started shifting in my mind. um, I feel like there's really only one game to pick. And I was going to take this first round no matter what, as long as I could get it. Uh, I will be taking near automata for P- my PS4 pick. Somehow I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> and um, this was not a game I played this year. Um, this was a game that came um, highly recommended to me by at least you, Jason. Um, and it is, it was like there, there are a small handful of games that have come out since 2017 that I would say like very much like I feel like changed my gaming life and just to put this in perspective like I adore Tears of the Kingdom so much it didn't change my life in the way that Nier Automata did Um, and there are a couple of games this year or at least one more game that came out this year that kind of had that exact same effect on me Uh, and so I needed to take one of those this this is a phenomenal game. I know that um, Dono, you're playing it now. Yes, I don't think you've I, played it, Joey. I don't. I don't think you played it, Aaron. Right? No, but here's a good time to ask the question. Yeah. PS4 or Switch? PS4. PS4. It didn't. It didn't. It it came out on Switch this year or last year. Oh no no no! I mean, like, if you were to recommend playing it to me now. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, oh, that's a great question. I own it on both. Um, Switch. It actually runs really well on Switch. If you don't care heard. about it looking like absolutely phenomenal, I wouldn't say it doesn't look good on Switch. I, I really, I think it looks gorgeous on the OLED. Um, you could, re- you can't really go wrong, except 
by way of like controller. Like if you're playing on your switch, I would use Hordy grips, which I assume you would be. Um, I think the PlayStation controller is better for it, but I don't think you can go wrong playing on switch. I played okay. it on PS4, uh, but yeah, this is just a phenomenal game. Um, it is, it got an absolutely incredible story. It has possibly, well, one, one of the best sound video game soundtracks I've ever heard in my entire life that I listen to frequently. And that so. a- actually makes me like emotional hearing certain songs and thinking back to like certain moments. It is like this, the, the game thinking about this game and this music just transports me back to playing it. And it's funny because it was like a game that I, I picked up and I played, um, very sh- for a very short while and then i was just like wasn't feeling it and i put it down picked it back up and just played it the rest of the way through and never stopped and never looked back and yeah i i could go on for a while it's just a phenomenal game um so that's that's my pick yeah i uh i'm at pascal's village in the abandoned factory right now and it's like chapter 13 or 14 or something uh i'm playing it right now awesome pick incredible soundtrack i love platinum games um yeah i think mm. i think platinum games is like a master class in like all things that are like beat em up third person action rpgs like mm. with the bayonetta franchise and even like wonderful 101 back in the day and um i actually think near is probably at their their best like i've come to the conclusion that's probably the the best game they've made so i uh, it's a it's a sweet game highly recommend it yeah but I also mentioned that Yoko Taro is a genius. Yes, and that too. <laughs> just like as a character, he himself, fascinating. So as the only person here to attend the Near Automata <laughs> Fan Festa in Tokyo, <laughs> Japan last year, uh, I am glad to see this pick to you because I introduced you to the game and you loved it as much as I did. So I think that's, uh, if anyone could take it, I was glad you got it. If Dino had taken it from me, I would have been very, very mad. <laughs> I know you like it. I know you're playing it. I just would have been so salty. No, it, no, so. no. It's rad, man. I, I yeah. think it deserves to be in the first round. Yeah. I, I fully anticipated it being one of the first five anyways. So, yeah. Um, I just looked it up. $30 on Switch. So I'll probably pick it up. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's on my radar Highly too. Worth it. I, I will say I would recommend playing on PlayStation 4 just because I think for those like controlled mayhem games i just i think my brain just melds better with the playstation controller than the switch controller yeah Um, that's that's really the i I agree with you and i you know you're pressing several buttons at the same time doing several things at the same time i I just prefer ps4 over over switch but but i i'm sure you will not be disappointed regardless of what you play it on first all right jason hit us with it i think some of us, or maybe just me, <laughs> my, knows, no, knows what's pick. coming. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I often pick very strategically, and this time I'm just going to pick from the heart. But I'm going to pick what I think is, hands down, the best game of 2017. Uh, and that is Hollow Knight in the indie category. <laughs> <laughs> This is not a visual medium, so everyone's laughing at me revealing my <laughs> Hollow Knight t-shirt. Thank you to the Yeti for supplying adult nerds with <laughs> gaming merch to wear. I like that you had that prepared. What if James had gotten it? 
<laughs> I thought it might slip to me at like pick through, you know. I th- I think Jason knew that if it had gotten to me in the second round, it would have been very likely I would have taken it. Yeah, yeah. And so that's can't that let is that happen. Certainly true. And if you want to know why I've picked this uh this game, you can listen to the three hour episode of Game and Watch <laughs> with Aaron and James uh to know exactly the extent of my love for this game. No, it's a game that. I mean, Nier Automata has probably the best soundtrack of the year. Hollow Knight is not far behind that. And just some of the most iconic, beautiful, atmospheric music, uh, seamless gameplay. This is the, the probably one of the best feeling games in terms of combat uh, I've ever experienced. And it's a 2D platformer with some like Dark Souls level of difficulty in, in the boss fights. Uh, truly an astounding game. I played it went through the most bizarre route through my first play of the game uh loved every minute of getting lost double doubling back backtracking trying to figure out where the heck am i supposed to go uh because of just the the kind of minimalistic storytelling and vibrant world that that team cherry created we all uh anxiously await until at least next year uh silk song <laughs> and hopefully uh, this year no, no, no. They announced it's not going to be this year. It's going to be at least next year. <sighs> Those sons of yeah. bitches. That's... But, oh, uh, man. yes. And, I, you know, I, I initially suggested to James the indie category. So I'm going to live you with my, my love of indie. Uh, I think the 2010s, you know, indie games have become my favorite things to play. And uh, it's going to keep showing up as long as I'm a, a guest on the, the draft if we're uh, drafting in this era. So that's that's my pick. I apologize Hollow for Knight. not throwing credit to you for the indie category. I knew I forgot something. Thank oh, you it's for all good. reminding me. No, not at all. I just wanted to live by it, you know? Yeah, of course. <laughs> My indie right of off co- the bat. You gotta. And that's the, one of the games I know that everyone here has played. I, I, I'm I playing it right now. I had to put it down for tears, but uh, I just started. I probably put in 10-ish hours to it. And... Um, I, I'm going to make you mad a little f- at first. I didn't like it at first, but it's growing on me. It's it's because I saw what you could do. You know, I saw like the craziness of it all. And here I am with nothing. And I was like, what is what is going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but it's it's a lot of fun. I will give you that. Yeah, I'm excited to hear what you think once you once you get through. Yeah, yeah, I'll let you know. Just keeps it keeps expanding and, and kind of growing. So, yeah, I'm excited to hear. Wonderful pick. Truly wonderful. Joey, you're now you're up next. All right. Um, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised by this pick. It's very basic. Um, it has to go to Breath of the Wild. Like I just mentioned, I'm playing Tears. I put uh, Hollow Knight down to play Tears. And in I'm... Switch, I'm assuming, right? Yes, in Switch, yes. Got it. Um, I'm doing it just to protect it from Dondo. I know he'd steal it. <laughs> uh... You know, it's game of the year. It's it changed my like this did change my life. I say, like I loved Ocarina of Time, and it took me a while to like understand if I liked Breath of the Wild better or Ocarina of Time. And this took the cake. And <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom now is having that same debate for me over Breath of the Wild. Uh, I know you think Breath of the Wild is inferior, James, but I, I I still think it's just so gorgeous. It's such a beautiful game. And I just, that was one of the games I sat down and enjoyed every minute of it. 
from start to finish. And even with the letdown of the Ganon battle at the end, I was just loving exploring the world, doing all that stuff. You know, just everyone knows this game and, and it blows me away every time. So I'm just, I have to have it. So if I have it in my uh, draft, that's like all I need. Not it's really. A, it's Maybe a great one pick. more game and then I'll be happy. It's it's a uh, real, it's a great pick. No one no one yeah. is going to come at you for that pick. Um, yeah, it's pretty obvious. So yeah. for that, that is going to be my first round pick. Plain nice. and simple. Yeah, I, I'm Breath of the Wild is awesome. I mean, honestly, I think we could all talk about it for hours on end. I I really do believe it's the best game of this year. Um, I think it's my favorite franchise. I have a very complicated relationship with it because I also am a little torn about the direction it's pulling the Legend of Zelda franchise. Yeah, um, fair. Um, fair. But I, undeniably like an incredible game and like uh, such an awesome experience is to roam Hyrule and uh, you know you know douche one day you could just do every shrine you come across the next day you could spend all day just collecting ingredients to cook over a barbecue so it's <laughs> yeah it's uh it's an awesome game and to get it before you Dondo because I know you're a bigger Zelda fan than I am and I just had to make sure to protect it before you got to it that's a really gentlemanly way of saying fuck Dondo. Yeah. <laughs> you just like you derive so much happiness out of my unhappiness. Uh, as long as I was up before Dondo, that's where I was like, oh jeez. <laughs> I'm number four, but I'm, I'm ahead of Dondo. It's great. Uh I, you can tell we've known each other since we've been six years old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um anyways. Right. Hit us, hit us with your pick. This is or my or your double your back to back picks. Oh my god, this is gonna be terrible. Um, all right, so my first pick will be Mario Odyssey. Um, that was my backup, and okay. and in my actually, I think in my opinion, it is a top three Mario game. I I think the cappy mechanics and the fluidity of the movement once you get a hang of it. Um, it feels just as good as moving with the flood or moving in space. Um, there's so, so much variability and things you can do within that world mechanically um, that you just feel like kind of every single obstacle is has like 20 different ways you can get around it in some ways. Um, and watching the community kind of break it online and watching speedrunners like absolutely tear through full levels um have been like really inspiring to go back to and play more and more um i think in general just um a really solid uh mario game and as far as 3d mario game like i said it's it's one of my favorites yeah yeah solid pick that was my great my backup I, I that that one of the reasons i wanted like fourth or fifth pick is because i thought i would be able to snag one of those two games that you both just picked um but alas Actually, honestly, I thought Aaron was going to take one of those two first. <laughs> I see like both of them. I just poured so many hours in that like the idea of them now. I'm just like, I did it. I'm good. I can respect that, I guess. I mean, I mean like I, it's in Breath of the Wild. It's, it's funny. Like I, I would have considered like if Tears of the Kingdom hadn't come out, I would have probably more strongly considered taking Breath of the Wild as my first pick, even though maybe more for for strategy um but then again actually so, so with, with this draft order near would have never made it back to me so never mind <laughs> aaron I, I need some clarification on that so you, you're saying like 
the way you view the draft is like, these are the five games you can play from now on. And like you're saying, since I poured so many hours into them, I'd rather play something else. Yeah, basically, like in my mind, this draft or all drafts, the way I do it is like if we were to draft today and we each got to go home with our games, like what would I want to play or what would I value? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So you don't yeah. so you don't consider the like longevity of like or where, how you might come back to it? Is is it more of like a how you like if you're burned out on a game, that's a bad time to draft the year that that game came out is what you're saying. Yeah, essentially. Like for me, this is not like tops of all time. This is like if we were to draft today and go home and play these games, what would we get? See, I take it as a top of yeah. all time for me, like personally for me, like if I was going to rank mm. them and how I would do it. So that's just an interesting take. And I like I like where your head is. That would explain a lot, Aaron. That would explain <laughs> that would explain so- Sonic Mega Collection over Sonic Adventure 2. Listen, Sonic Mega <laughs> Collection. Yeah, I understand a lot. You can play. There's so many games on there. You could play them. Mm. Yeah, I what I'm saying is, I, I actually have that. never understood that pick more now than ever. Um, right. It's like the clouds I, parted, and the, the <laughs> fucking uh... we're we're all learning something. I, it's it's yeah. it's the 2017 draft. We've done three of these now, and I only now am hearing why you uh, what you, how you were approaching the draft, and it is yeah. different than I think the re- the way the rest of, the, of us are approaching it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, and I think Mega Man X4 was your first pick of all of the drafts, right? Because <laughs> I was worried that been. someone would take it. What if someone took it? It's such a good I game. I love Mega Man. But it's I a statement. It's like that's like it's it's very you. It's it's so essentially important to you. That's what I mean. If this was the first year we were doing, I would Hollow Knight would be my first pick, right? Of all of the games. Yeah. Yeah. And if the thing is, and like I. I think that that actually makes you even more unpredictable than I already thought you were. Like I, I I know what you like and but I even knowing here's, what here's your draft strategy is now, I don't know what you're burned out on, what you're not. Here's the thing. I think you know what I like, but I don't think you know what I'm in the mood for. Exactly. No, no yes. exactly. And I'm not so I am never gonna be able to predict what you're going to pick. <laughs> which is scary. And also like I guess it's like a it's like a I don't know, it's like roulette. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> like you could end up just like you could have just taken like out of nowhere. You could have been like near automata number one pick. I've been like, what the fuck? I didn't even know you played it. <laughs> and I'll be like, no, it's because I want to play it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, oh, man. speaking of interesting takes, my, my next pick God, right. for what? PlayStation 4. No. Oh. This is going to be Persona 5. <laughs> I, I hate I you knew, so much. I, I thought for sure that would be your first pick, James. See, I thought for sure. I'll tell you why I didn't. Um, And it's and this is not why. This is it's not a great like, pick. That's a, that's the, that's a great second I, pick. I'm not saying anyone else should reason this, second. have the same reasoning, but I ended up not picking it because I didn't play it until oh. Royal and Royal improves on it in every single way. And I was like, if I need, if I had Nier and Persona Five next to each other, that is the reason for I would take Nier. But right. So, uh, oh, so, so, Donna, tell me about the final boss fight of Persona Five. Um, I I can't. Uh, so, the truth be told, I'm a very big fan of Persona franchise. Um, I've played three, like two or three times. I've played four twice, and I got to Persona Five, and I got like. 40 maybe 50 hours in and then just got really busy with work and like put it down and try to go back to it and i forgot where i was and what had happened and what what the next step was 
And so I just stopped playing. It's a rough game so, to come back to. I, so, I, I, I do get that. So that's why I, it's an interesting pick because, and then I was like, well, why don't I just restart it? But then I was like, but I, was, no. I was enjoying it so much. And I didn't want my experience to change from what I had already experienced with those characters and the decisions I made. That I was just like, I don't know if I could restart it. But all that aside, as a franchise, I love the Persona franchise dearly. I think it's um, arguably a top three JRP uh, franchise. Um, I think this game is awesome. I think it has style as panache. I think the characters are fun. I think the the combat system is excellent. It does away with uh, the procedurally generated dungeons from some of the earlier Persona um, franchises as well. Um, and just the environments of just exploring like the metropolitan area um, and interweaving the story with these characters is just awesome. I just unfortunately uh, got pulled away from it at, at the wrong time. I just wanted to give you shit. It's a great, it's a great <laughs> pick. And obviously everything you're saying is correct. I would say it, this is my favorite soundtrack of 2017 and one of my favorite soundtracks ever. Uh, I can't believe That's that we fun. got Persona 5, Nier Automata, and uh, Hollow Knight in the same year in terms of I'm just, just, gonna, just music and games. I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, perhaps for one of the later drafts, we should do soundtrack. Yes. You don't get the game, you just get the game soundtrack. But then but there'll be like what you're in the mood to hearing right now, even though it might not be your favorite soundtrack. Like I'm you'll in the never, mood to hear you'll Earthbound. Never guess. You'll never know. Yeah, then, I'll, ne- I'll never know. Then I might Pick have one, to Camellia take Twist. For. Yeah. <laughs> Camellia <laughs> Twist. Yeah. Camellia oh, Twist soundtrack got some bangers. A lot of good oh, games sure. off the board right now. Yeah. All right. I'm about, I'm about to change that. Okay. Take a shitty game, please. And you know what no. I'm going to go with. It's uh, Aaron and James. You already uh, invited me on to host this game for you guys. It's going to be Friday the 13th in the indie spot. Nice. And I feel like none of us deserve this the way you do. Just the amount of like blood, sweat, and tears you poured into this game. Yeah. I yeah. happily saved this to you. Absolutely. Yeah. And what if yeah. Dono had taken this from you? What would you, how would you have reacted? Can you give us pretty, a I'd be preview? pretty pissed. I'd be like, <laughs> Even though he introduced me to the game, yeah, he's honest, straight up. Honestly, right right now, I, I feel like um, the man who handed like Barry Bonds the baseball bat. The apprentice has become the master. No, right, Donna, exactly. you actually introduced me. Like I actually remember where I was when you introduced me to it. So I was getting I. on the sure. train back from work. And you're like, look at this game. It looks so fun. I was like, this looks awesome. And, then and it I took brought me a my year PlayStation after that to, to, to your play. basement to play it, right? Yeah, we all it was in like your a basement. year after yeah. you introduced it to me. But... uh this is probably the game I put the most hours in. Um, you talk about like all of Super Smash, um, and maybe, maybe Melee. I I put a lot of hours in Melee. Um, but anyways, I have spent so much time on this awful, wonderful game. It's buggy as can be. It's hor. It's horrible on so many levels, but I enjoy it for what it is. And if you want to hear my my take on it. Go back to uh, the episode I did a, what in October of yeah. twenty twenty two. It's a good episode. Yeah, I I enjoy it thoroughly, and I know all the ins and outs, and I love it for all its flaws and everything. But this game has definitely left its mark on me, so I, I have to take I yeah. have to take it. So if I have these two games, and I'm going home to play them, I'm a, I'm a happy guy. 
I'm very happy you got them. And also, James, like for Persona Five, like Matt and I, my brother Matt, we we picked up that game because out of spite, you're like Joey and Matt, you wouldn't like this game, and we played it out of pure spite, and it was the best. Wait, I said you wouldn't like it. No, that was that that was me. No, I I didn't. Yeah, okay. I was, and then Matt and I played it, and we beat it, and we're like, God, that was a good, that was a good joke because we enjoyed it thoroughly. (laughs) Yeah, it was was a 120 hour joke. (laughs) Yeah, we, I, I, I did res- it all. I, I respect so that. It was, it was no, a, I wouldn't have said you wouldn't have liked it. I wouldn't have. I, I would have thought maybe you would like it, but I, I definitely would have thought Matt wouldn't like it. So Matt liking it was a true shock. It was. Yeah. All right, Jason. All right, since since some of the heavy hitters that you know, my second pick was going to be near Automata, but James very wisely took that one first. Yeah. Um, I could have taken Persona. It's uh, now now the strategy kicks in, right? So, what do I want to take, and what do I think is going to remain? And I think I'm going to switch up my strategy entirely. I'm going to go handheld. Ooh. Uh, and for the PS Vita, I'm taking Undertale. No, interesting. Is there any specific reason you would pick the Vita version of Undertale over? Absolutely not. I've never owned a Vita. I actually think that handheld by this point is an extinct category. I I wouldn't even (laughs) have made this a category for this for this draft, although I I recognize there were handheld games coming out. Um, But I think the the advent of the switch and and some other, uh, you know, the developments in, in streaming games from consoles, et cetera, from the PC, just kind of makes it a really murky category. So I wanted to pick a game I would really love. Um, I'm cheating in the, to the, uh, <laughs> in, in the extent that I, you know, I've never owned a Vita, but I'm going to pick a game because it conveniently came out on Vita, which I think is, is, you know, is a standard is happened before in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but Undertale, I mean, what's not to say it's a quintessential indie game uh phenomenal game i i thought anyone could have taken it at any point in the first few rounds um and it just the way it breaks the medium you know it really yeah. plays fourth wall you you think about video games and your relationship to video games as you play the game and there are different completely different ways to play it it's it's a it's a joy to play uh and i'm happy to to take this with my second pick i love it it's a great pick um oh yeah okay now i have to kind of do the same thing i have to really think do i want to be strategic or not i like i i actually really like the handheld category now um because it's like a i like that it can maybe draw to contempt some people for anyone who has a handheld pick they really really like and that they want um but then it could also just be a throwaway and i'm just excited to see how people are handling that um, yeah, absolutely so we'll see an interesting element for sure. I had to, I mean, the, the fact that I picked Undertale was a the fact reflects the fact that that was a category, right? Yeah, I had to think about that as well. Um, okay, so oh man, I do not know what to do. I I think that I okay, I need to ask, I'm gonna ask a question, Jason. Well, yes. I, <laughs> Is Binding of Isaac Afterbirth eligible? 
I would say, yeah, for sure. Because it's so what? damn big. But also technically, re it includes Rebirth, and Rebirth was definitely like a new game. Yeah, that's a re-release. Or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Just wanted for to sure. make sure. Just wanted to make sure that at least. For I sure. mean, not not that I was asking Jason to unilaterally uh, decide that. Um, but uh, as I, a person I, yeah. who's logged as many hours as James on this uh, <laughs> franchise, um. I'm actually I don't I'm I might not take it just yet. Uh <laughs> just leave it there for Aaron to steal from me. Uh but I wanted to know just in case. Cuz I think I might need to pick a game that Aaron can take. Uh cuz I think I need Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> and I and I think I know the kind of games that Aaron really likes to play, you know? Sonic you know what I mean? Mania. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't do it. <laughs> um I am actually man See, I, it, it, there's a situation I have right now where, like, I want a strong game in a particular category that I have empty. But I just I feel like I'm an imposter if I take it like it's not a, it's a game I played a lot, but it's just not a game. It's not one of my favorite games of this year. And I think I got to I think I got to draft favorites. Um, So I actually I am going to take uh, Binding of Isaac. Um, nice. I'm not I'm going glad to take, you got that, James. I'm, I'm glad not going it. to take the pick that that I think Aaron's definitely going to take in one of his next two. Um, but the question is, where do I want to put it? Because it can go in Switch, it can go in Indie, and it can go it can go in release, and it can go in Wildcard. So that's, that's oh, where man. are you weakest? Well, you wouldn't take your Wildcard at this point. You want to save? No, that. I got. Yeah. I, I do want to save the Wildcard. Um, I. Think, hmm. I think I'm going to take it in Switch, uh, and that feels appropriate for me because it is the game I have put the most time into on Switch. Um, my Switch, because of weird shit that happened when I got my OLED and transferred my profile, kind of stopped keeping track of time for a little bit. So I don't really know how much time I've put into. <laughs> This game, but it's probably over six hundred hours. It's like seven hundred hours, if I had to guess. Actually, it's a lot. You've played a lot. I've seen it. It's a lot. Um, I respect it. I respect it. And I I, I'm pretty sure you've played more than I have over my like decade of playing this series. <laughs> I, I I definitely had a problem. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, this is one of the most addictive and games I've ever played in my life. It is. No, yeah, it's my, it's my favorite roguelike. Um, there are games that are certainly more stylish, like Hades. Maybe I give you a slightly more dopamine squirts like Hades or like another game that came out this year that I won't mention just yet. Um, but I, I just, in terms of like a, like a marriage of that dopamine rush, the, the uniqueness of runs and the ability to synergize just some phenomenal items I mean, it, it, it. There's a reason I put this much time into the game, Jason. You know, um, this is a, just a fucking excellent video game. Uh, and in a world where, like, I, you know, I have space for my open world Zelda games that I'm kind of getting tired of, even though I love Tears of the Kingdom, I just don't want open world games. I've got space from like my thirty to forty or forty hour um, linear stories, and then I've got space for my pick up a game and play at any fucking time I want to. And it's always fresh. Um, it's always great. I don't have a story to worry about, really, even though there is a story to Binding of Isaac, and it's actually pretty awesome. Um, yeah, this is just this is a great game. So nice. hopefully, I won't I won't be I won't regret this based on what Aaron takes because 
this Aaron could take two. What are you concerned about? <laughs> Again, you you're a wild card, Aaron. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what you're gonna do. So. Um. All right. For so I have two back to back. Correct. Yes, you do. All right. I will take my indie. Um, and I will take Shovel Knight. Respect. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I love Shovel Knight. Uh, I played it when it came out. I owned it for the 3DS. I owned it for the Wii U. Um, I've since bought it for the Switch, uh, the Treasure Trove collection. Playing this game for the first time, it felt like playing Mega Man again. And I grew up playing Mega Man 2 and 3 on my NES as a kid. Uh, I love the music. I love the way it elevates that kind of Mega Man uh, template into something, you know, far and beyond. Um, everything about it is kind of firing on all cylinders for a game of its quality, or I'm sorry, of its caliber, like handheld slash retro throwback. Um, I just love it. I, I could play it at any given moment. I love the art style. I love the characters. It's um, surprisingly sweet and poignant uh, for a game like this and for a game this short. So for those reasons, I'll pick Shovel Knight. I don't think this include this is original Shovel Knight, so this doesn't include any of the treasure trove stuff, which is great. Um, but I would take just Shovel Knight by itself. I didn't even I, I this is a great game. I wouldn't have taken this from you, but I did not even know that it came out this year. I mean, I it that it was oh. was it re-released this year? No, was, I think it came out this year. It was re-released that year. Or re-released. Yeah, because it yeah. came. I, I thought it came out earlier in the decade, but I did not even know it was re-released this year. Oh, yeah. It, well, I saw it on the list, so got it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Shovel Knight is great. Um. And I only had one other indie game, so that's why I picked that one. Uh. Let's see. Are any of my other picks in danger? Not really. <laughs> um. I that's will what you think. Yeah. So I think. Um, for re-release remaster port, um, I'm going to take Skyrim for Switch. Man, I just didn't do never. I never know what you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, just because it's all of Skyrim, but you can play in bed. Um, that come on, what else do you need? That's all I have to say about that. I, I, I really want to applaud you right now for that. <laughs> like it's, it's Skyrim. You can play it in bed. <laughs> That's it. That's all. Shit, I, honestly, I kind of, I kind of feel like I'm just like taking this too seriously. Whenever you pick, <laughs> that I'm like, <laughs> I feel like, shit. Um, well, all right then. <laughs> okay, I am. I I don't have like a strong other. I, I think I need to take a handheld pick and there's really only two games i want remotely want and if i don't get them i'll come kind of like then i really had to just throw that category away so instead i'll just take it now i will take dragon quest 8 echoes of an elusive no that's that's dragon quest uh 11 i don't even remember the full title of dragon quest 8 but i'm gonna take it on handheld <laughs> that is an excellent choice you can't make that pick you can't make that pick because because I don't because I game. don't remember the name. They all they all have like this alliteration. It's, it's journey. It's journey of the cursed king. Oh yeah. oh wait yeah that doesn't have alliteration. Shit. Yeah, it's journey of the cursed king. Um, I was thinking about taking this, but I think when you see my handheld choice, it'll make sense. Well, I mean, there's there's definitely some uh, some major Aaron games. If you get your there. handheld choice, yeah, oh, Aaron. We'll um, <laughs> I I will admit I have not finished this game. It is a long effing game. Um, but it's a really refreshing 
I'm probably about like 75, 80% done with it. I put it down for tears and it's, it's a really refreshing RPG that doesn't have the, when you, when you want to get away from kind of like the self-serious final fantasy type stories, dragon quest, I get why it's so popular. I'm not going to like try to play all of them. Um, That's way too many games and way too much time, but I wanted to pick and choose at least two dragon quest games to play. And then Mm. just kind of say, I'm, I feel like I got a good taste of the series. I don't know what my next one will be. Maybe it'll be like the re-release of three that's being done in the style of um, uh, Octopath. But um, Dragon Quest VIII uh, is is a really fun game, and I, I absolutely get why uh, the series is so beloved. So that will be my handheld pick. Um, if you ever get your hands on five, Hand of the Heavenly Bride, uh, they released it for DS. That's also a really good one. Um, that's like known as a good starting point for the series as well. Hmm. I uh I heard someone describe Dragon Quest as a series as if you made you took the simplicity and awesome gameplay of like Super Mario and turned it into a JRPG. It's just like all gameplay, your princess is in a castle, save yeah. the, save the princess. It's like it's not like there's no stories or big twists or like you're not like every Final Fantasy game where you end up facing off against God at the end. It's yeah. like yeah, it's, it's like a very um, mindless, straightforward anime that you're playing, basically. Um, it, yeah, it's 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 great. It's like it's a really like turn your brain off type game. Whereas, um, whereas Final Fantasy, I always feel like I have to be awake and alert because I or else I'll just if I miss one detail of the story, I'm just got lost forever. Wait, who's a clone? He's a clone. Yeah. Is yeah. she a clone? <laughs> uh, exactly. The other thing, too, I think the one word you could use to sum up basically all the Dragon Quest games is charm. Like they're just yeah. very, very charming. Yep. All right, Jason. Well, the fact that I can get this, I think, speaks to how strong the roster is across the board this year. Uh, it's not. I'm going to go with the re-release, uh, remaster category, and I'm going to take Okami HD. Nice. Mm. Uh, I have not played the remastered version because I've never felt the need to. I think, Aaron, this is kind of why my strategy is a little different because I don't often replay games um, Mm. unless there are games that are designed like a roguelite where you're supposed to replay it endlessly until you get to, you know, until you experience everything. I generally play games once. And so I kind of go off, you know, my impression where I was at the time, how the, the kind of lasting influence it's had in my mind. And so I played okami for the first time on the switch when i was living in japan in rural japan in in 2011 2012 and there was just something about playing that game experiencing kind of like the folklore of japan as i was living there and kind of the scenery also kind of you know really evokes the japanese countryside landscape so it was a really special time for me to be playing that and you know i i certainly will revisit this game at some point and I'm glad there's kind of an updated version to come back to uh, sooner or later, uh, whenever, you know, the backlog allows. Um, so that's my third pick. And not to mention one of the most coveted vinyl rips of all time. A vinyl that I own and yeah. spent a lot of money on. <laughs> this is a game that's sitting. I, I haven't I never finished it. Um, mm-hmm. I meant to replay it. It's sitting on my switch. I just kind of need to find some time to carve out for it. But I, but I, but I really liked what I played of it back in the back in the day. I can't wait to actually finish it. It's really like a Zelda level action adventure 
experience mm-hmm. and it, it like in in that mold and around the same time as like twilight princess and i think is satisfying in very different ways uh but really fun combat and yeah. i think just like if you start looking up especially if you're not familiar with really like deep japanese folklore and mythology there's a lot that's kind of interwoven and so yeah. you know i went you know the the main kind of driving story is you know yamato no orochi the the big eight-headed dragon and so i was like living in a place where i could go see a community play where people would enact the susano um mythology there's like a there's a special stage version of that in a tradition that's called kagura and so you can see on stage they'll like enact this children learn how to do different um roles and in in plays as well and it's like huge in the culture of where i was living uh the mythology aspect and so seeing that kind of play out in the game versus in real life was a really cool experience wow then i'm very glad you have it joey um my next pick is purely strategic because the only person who might take it is right after me um it's gonna go handheld i'm gonna go fire emblem echoes and don knows the only one who also respects the fire emblem aaron games. does I don't know about a- aaron okay aaron you do i'm good, yeah good to hear i do um, as well for the record, I, I oh, sorry, sorry, Jason. Jason. I just I I hear Joey and Dondo and Aaron talk about Fire Emblem a lot, so James I don't hear is, it as much uh, from you. James is the only one who's not on the boat. We got to get him on. I'm trying to get him on the boat with Radiant John. Or <laughs> Dondo thinks Dawn he picked the wrong game for that. Yeah, well, we we go back and forth. Um, Echoes, you know, doesn't step uh step out as like the best Fire Emblem game, but it was solid. It was good. Um. I enjoyed playing it. So as like a handheld game that I can return to, I, I know the mechanics were fun enough and everything. The story is very basic and all that stuff, but I enjoyed echoes like mid-level. It wasn't the worst, wasn't the best, but they have a fire emblem echo game in my, I mean, fire emblem handheld. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with it. Nice. So, this yeah. is like me picking Unreal Tournament 2003 last time. This, <laughs> your, your description is like spot on to what my disclaimer was. Yeah, <laughs> I love it, the it's... series. This was a solid entry, but like not my favorite, but still good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Echoes was interesting because they just kind of gutted the combat system from any, they of, the, did. any of the prior Fire Emblems and all, and all the preceding Fire Emblems. They just took out all the like the weapons triangle um they did some interesting things with spell casting um they made you can make I, babies in this one though no you, i don't know you, you can't get married in this one this no. one is a remake right of a very early one so this is the yeah. remake remake of the second fire yes. emblem ever right. is so warriors is, the one where you can make babies no warriors you can make the, babies in a lot of them yeah you can, okay the, the first one that's you how i judge truly, games the first one you could truly make babies and then teleport them through time to fight with you was awakening Oh wait, oh. that's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. This and, was, and they were OP. Damn, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Someone should have recommended I play that one instead. Uh, okay. I, I, I told you so many times. <laughs> no, so no, I, so, no, I, I know, I know, Aaron. I was directly that was a that was a dig at Joey. Right? Yeah, it was. Uh but quick, I don't mean to to off rail this discussion, but uh it's Jason your pick. And, uh, You're not Aaron, what, what are your uh what's your favorite Fire Emblem game? 
Uh, I would go three houses mainly because of the characters. Um, but in terms of pure gameplay, I was really obsessed with Engage. Uh, played Engage, loved it, played all the DLC. I got into Gage. That was a good one. Yeah. Jason? I really, I love the original GBA one. The first I one do that too. I that love was... And and I the, the fact that like we're playing Smash Brothers with Roy and then all of a sudden you're like start this game and it's Roy's dad and you figure that out and you're like, oh crap. Like there's a lot to this series. There's like a whole lineage of characters and the there's something like gritty about getting through a level and then they just like three wyvern riders come out of from the mountains and wreck your team and you're like, Well, I gotta play that one again. Yeah, yeah, it's the the permadeath of of Fire Emblem and how unforgiving it is. Uh, can is, suck a dick. Is awesome. <laughs> I, I love it too, and it's funny. Sorry uh, for I say that. my French. I, I say that, but then uh, one of the aspects of Hollow Knight, Jason, that I didn't like is that you have to go retrieve your body, and like you, like I I, I don't like that. And then, and then Jason's like, I mean, James is like. But you, if you die in Fire Emblem, you have to start all over. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. He's like, I don't see the difference. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the key in Hollow Knight is you just don't die. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, that's a you, good, that's a good one. I'll, I'll try that. I like that. Everything. I like, I like, don't <laughs> yeah. die over get good. Get good is toxic, uh, but don't die is like fun and inviting. Like join the community of people who don't die. Ironically, also, it's like you are dead. Don't die. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, right, sorry for the derailment. Uh, no, it's okay. Yeah, that's my pick. You're the one that has to watch Succession after this. If anyone, you're the one who shouldn't be delaying it. Yeah, my wife won't <laughs> let me. Oh, wow. She's, she has to has so, to watch it. Dono, you the can be really real. slow with your next two picks if you want. <laughs> I yeah. Uh, I honestly, this is this is a tough choice for me. Um, but I'm gonna go Cuphead in indie. Nice, um, one. good one. Yeah, I mean this great one. This game rules. Like, we beat it together, it, didn't we? We beat it together. I, I've beat it separately. Um, it is just the the art design is incredible. Um, you know the gameplay is frenetic. It's rewarding on numerous replays because of the pattern recognition of the bosses and totally evokes that early, you know, Disney cartoon style and, and like um, just really awesome. I'm despite how big this game is, I'm also uh, kind of shocked at how it's become this massive franchise. There's literally a TV series on Netflix for cuphead. Um, and I, uh, you know, I really enjoyed playing it. I think it's also a great callback to couch co-op. Um, where sitting down next to somebody and playing a game with them, it just really evoked a lot of nostalgia uh, for me from when we used to do that back when we were kids. Um, and I just think it, this game is awesome. It's great you, mentioned, you mentioned how it looks, and it's phenomenal. It's hand-drawn art of, like, what even era is it? Like, 1920s, something I mean, like that? Like, Steamboat Willie era. Steamboat Willie, Willie, yeah. Disney, yeah. Um, this is the kind of game that I am terrible at. I'm really bad at it, but I still love playing it. I bought it, I own it. Just to be in that world and to see, like, you're playing a cartoon. Um, and, yeah, great pick. Great yeah, there's pick. no style like it. Excellent. I haven't played it, but I respect it from afar for sure. It's so much fun, yeah. All right, what's your next one? 
man. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you want go... one of us to vamp while you while you think no, about it? No, I'm gonna go with the PS Vita game and go Danganronpa in three. Nice. I was waiting for you to pick that. Killing Harmony. I I I think um if anyone who hasn't played that franchise um i think it is the closest you'll get to playing like a really awesome um anime um basically the entire premise is a bunch of students who are the best at whatever they do like the best artist or the best detective or or the best baseball player all get locked into this high school um, that is designed only for the best students in all of Japan. And they get locked in by this automatronic uh, uh, teddy bear that is <laughs> that is a maniac and systematically starts basically forcing them to murder each other. Um, is this... Uh, yeah, is, this anime based on, <laughs> is this based what? off a true story? <laughs> no, I, but it's got like... It's honestly like anime battle royale. Is what I is like, and it's yeah. you. You Phenomenal. play them. You play the. You play the the uh, the main character who is the the best detective, like teenage detective in Japan. And basically, every single time one of the students murders another student, you go on this kind of uh, adventure through the school, trying to figure out who's the murderer and and why they killed that specific person. Um, and the whole gimmick is if you figure out who the person is that committed the murder, they get killed. Hmm. And if everyone else cannot prove who the actual murderer is, then the murderer gets to survive. I'm really glad that you gave me this game to play for our game exchange thing. Or the, not this one, but the first one. I'm very excited to to dip into this series. Yeah. I mean, this is this third one is like the first one, but like everything is just bigger. It's just like, if you imagine like true anime fashion, everything just gets more crazy. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but another great another great suggest. I got to check it out. I'm not. It wasn't even on my radar. Oh is really? This, oh, you yeah. got to check it out, man. Play the yeah. first one and the second one uh, for sure. You should check it. The out. The first one might still be on sale on Switch, Jason. I was Wait, gonna say no, check it out for sure. I uh, I've never heard of this series, but it sounds intriguing. It sounds vaguely like Phoenix Wright, which I love. Dude, um, it it is Phoenix Wright if you turned it on its head and made it super dark and crazy bonkers anime. That sounds, basically what that sounds right up my alley. Um, <laughs> what can you, what can you get it on? You said you can get it on switch. You can, you can get it on literally anything now. I think you, I think you can buy the first and the second one as a bundle now on PlayStation five. It's available on, um, on switch. I think maybe individually. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's called something else on switch. The first one is trigger happy havoc or something that yeah. Trigger happy havoc is the first one. I really, I genuinely recommend it. It's awesome. All right, Joey. Um, I'm having a hard time with my second pick, but, uh, I think I'll just do PS4 for, uh, Kingdom Hearts, uh, the remake, the 1.5 and 2.5 remix. Were they released separately? It or were they, they were released together. They were? But okay. It doesn't matter. I'll take the first one by itself. I absolutely love that game. Game rules. What, are, what is there to say? It's it's one of my favorite games of all time, probably number four of all time. Um, so if I can have the, you know, the remaster version of it, I guess. 
uh, I'll be very happy with it. More Kyrie, Sora, and Riku, more better, right? Exactly. So <laughs> more story, more nonsense, better. <laughs> more <laughs> characters, more cloaks, more <laughs> darkness. Like more hearts. James and I were talking about this just last night. Like he likes um I like two, two more. And I like one better just because the story is just so much better. It is. Um, I'll get I, I will definitely the, the give gameplay you that. in the second one is more seamless. It's the combat's better. I get it. But just stacked up to each other. I think the story and like the nostalgia of it all, the the getting introduced to all this whole world, even though it's very familiar, it's all new. It it blew me away. So you said I, PS4. I You're thinking for PS4, Joey? Yeah, for PS4. Okay. My, cool. my I'm gonna back up Joey on one being better than two. I think the story is better, and I actually kind of like the clunky, slower gameplay. Now that I, I no. I mean, I, again, I, I think one is better in a lot of ways, but like the gameplay, I just can't. It's, I like never get emotional I don't like this during games, but slow. this one got me emotional a little bit. Like, oh yeah, yeah. When friendship when, man just tugs, tugs at the strings. When they're closing the the door at the end, and their hands are just about touching, and then they separate the universes. Yeah. And, and the soundtrack like, slaps. It's amazing. Like you have like yeah. Disney. It's like it's. It was everything. It was awesome. It was. Amazing. Do you ever? Do you ever just throw on the Alice in Wonderland music on loop for like twenty hours? <laughs> no, but and I, I, I will. I've done that with. Um, yeah, only in my darkest moments. Town. I love that. It's so yeah. calming. Yeah. Um. This is the game that taught me that friendship is good because before this game, I just assumed it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a a little heartless. You know the the super easy ones, the little bug looking ones. Uh, I have it for a stuffed animal for my son, and it, he hates it. He thinks it's <laughs> the creepiest thing ever. He goes, um, the "Did Dondo get it for you?" Bug! No, uh, DP bought DP it. DP did. Oh, my buddies. Got it. And uh, he just goes, "The bug!" And he just he he hates it. So, uh, <laughs> I think that's funny. Nice. All right, Jason, yeah. you've got you've got PS4 and Switch still open. I love that. Yeah, and I mean, the, I think that's just. The Switch is so deep this year, it and there's is. so, so many games. I could save that. I'm going to take it now, and I'm going to actually pick a game that I did play through and through on the Switch. Uh, apologies, James, if this is something you were going to pick, but it's okay. I've got to enter the Gungeon. Yep. I, I would have I taken it next, but I didn't think it was going to make it to me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all the things you love about Binding of Isaac, I think... The interesting thing is thinking about how Enter the Gungeon picked up on that tradition. Uh, and I mean, seeing Binding of Isaac is truly like a game that just defined the roguelike and roguelike uh, genre. But then to see that feedback, right? So so Enter the Gungeon improved yeah. on a lot of things, uh, m- made a lot of great design choices. And then before the final, you know, uh, Binding of Isaac Repentance expansion came out. You know the a lot of the kind of innovations that that happened in Gungeon and a lot of nods were made, I think, to Gungeon and, and what Gungeon became that were folded back into um, uh, Repentance. Yeah, yeah. Um, fun game. I mean, basic premise of the game is guns, guns from everything <laughs> you've all of the guns you've ever known in your fictional history can appear you know you've got the cricket from uh men in black 
you've got the 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 Ghostbusters blaster. You've got guns that you've you know that are exclusive to the game that you've never seen or thought of before. But still, the item synergies, the the fast pace, and a, a really delightful learning curve. This took this game took me a while. Oh yeah, to get to the end, way longer uh, than Isaac. And I'm I'm going back and I'm I'm playing it again this time on the PS4. Nice. And I can go straight through to the end now. But the the learning curve was such that you know I was dying on the first the first level boss, the oh, second yeah. level boss, the fourth level boss lights out. Like I don't, I, it took me forever to see even the final level of the game. Yeah. Um, really, really rewarding gameplay in that regard. And just like delightful in terms of what you discover and, and how, how you explore this thing through repeated uh, exposure and deaths after deaths where death is, you know, in a nod to the, the idea of the roguelike built into what you're doing with the game. Yeah. It's an excellent, excellent pick. I it was one of those I, I I debated taking it instead of Dragon Quest Eight, but I thought that was the only handheld I wanted, and I thought Aaron might take it. So, I uh, totally fair. I I, I I had to leave it on there. Um, but I'm that's okay because I'm I'm very happy to take Stardew Valley as my indie pick. Um, nice. Was very late to the game on this. Um, I had so many people recommending this to me as a game that I would like, and they're a hundred percent right. Um, so to anyone listening who recommended this game to me and it took me like six years, I apologize. Uh, I I loved Stardew Valley so much. Uh, I haven't even played it as much as Miranda has by now. Um, but I mean, it's just. I love it's a, it's the type of like relaxing game where you can kind of like engage with it um to a, to a degree that you want. It's not it doesn't make you feel like you have to do everything that it has to offer. For instance, like there is a very 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 deep like system with with like romancing people and just or just building friendships and relationships with the townspeople. And I engaged with that to a degree. I never did it to such a degree where I was like I had a wife and kids yet. Um, Because that's not what I wanted to prioritize. I wanted to just have a dope farm and make some money. Because when I when I, I like I like breaking games like this, not like cheating, breaking them. But I love when I'm just like making so much money and then I can just rule everything. <laughs> um, but I, that that is to say, like I some games when you're trying to break them, the journey to breaking them or the journey to like amassing amount massive amounts of wealth. I just some of them aren't as enjoyable to me. And I'm and I'm. There is so much in Animal Crossing that is like huge, like bait for me and that I would love or that I did love in the few Animal Crossing games I've played. But this is more my shit than Animal Crossing is Um, because I felt I felt like it was just more like meditative than Animal Crossing could ever be. Get out of here. So get out of here. Um, again, I'm not I'm not trying to diss uh, Animal Crossing. I, it's just not as much for me. I, I played I've played two full Animal Crossing games. I feel like I can I, I can I can weigh in on I can conclude that I that's Animal Crossing isn't for me anymore. They're uh, they're different vibes. I very, mean, I very think they're different. in the same ballpark, but they're they're apples and oranges. Yeah. A bit. And um, I mean, so this was released. Uh, this is also kind of qualified for the re-release and category two is this was uh re-released on switch this year and and yeah what's what what a game and what a what a console to play it on the switch just absolutely rules it does yeah all right aaron all right i have back-to-back picks um as i said they're they're safe uh for my switch pick i'm gonna pick xenoblade chronicles 2 all right 
Hell yeah. So uh, this is one of those AAA games that came out this year that I did pour hundreds of hours in, uh, but I would play it again right now. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, I love the series. Played 1, 2, and 3. Uh, played Xenosaga back in the day. I think in terms of stories, character design, interesting um, battle mechanics, I think Xenoblade Chronicles, especially that series, has it all. Uh, two, again, this was a year I just played a lot of video games. I remember like eagerly awaiting coming home from work to play Xenoblade Chronicles 2 because I wanted to know desperately what happened next in the story. Um, this is one of the most like story uh, compelled games that I have played, at least in the last like 10 years. Um, and I love it. I love the characters. I love everything you can do in it. I love the world. Um, like I said, I would play it again right now. Played all the DLC. Um, it's a great game. And I highly recommend Xenoblade Chronicles 1, 2, or 3 to any of you. Um, you can play them really in any order. Um, although playing 3 would be a little weird, but you could do it. I will yeah. probably play one eventually, but that is all I'm going to give this series. Okay, that's fair. This um, is a lot I of will... RPGs I want to play. Yeah, I, that's fair. Well, it's it's interesting because Subzine Blade Chronicles um, it was an awesome game, awesome JRPG, had a very like unique style and like combat system and overall like mechanic system. And then they got rid of it completely with Chronicles X. And like Chronicle X was essentially like a, almost like a giant like open world tech demo for what eventually became Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So if you only pick one of them, you kind of have to figure out, in my opinion, Jimmy, like which type of game you would rather play. Mm -hmm. Because I they I feel like two and one are are pretty different, where like mechanically they're just very different like types of games. But they're awesome. They're both awesome. I think the Xenoblade or Xeno franchise in general, going all the way back to like Xeno Gears on PlayStation, um, was is like one of the best JRPG franchises um, for sure. Um, has a long underappreciated relevance in the in the genre. Um, and who doesn't love running around with uh, sentient blades and and mechs? <laughs> um yeah and too like even xeno saga back in the day i think uh this studio i mean they were part of square then but they've since you know done their own thing i think the studio they just have such uh, like abundant creativity and the stories they come up with are just deeply compelling to me yeah super cool a, a, a lot of especially the settings where you're you're basically like uh these small organisms that live on giant organisms yes all right, so for my handheld pick, I'm going to pick, this is a pretty standard Aaron pick, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. Oh, there we go. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I'm just, what I'm wondering is why you thought that one wasn't in danger, but you thought that Assassin's Creed Origins was in danger. I know, <laughs> I, okay. I know, again, okay, I, again okay. I, you, I know that I know, I know Aaron, I know, you know, Dondo and Jason and Joey better than you do. So I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's totally out there. I just, uh, I, I know you don't play Pokemon James or you haven't yeah. since Gen 1. I didn't know. Or I played think Scarlet. You, oh, you, uh, famously, yes. Yeah, famously. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I Because I wouldn't shut up about it. You would not. I didn't know. Are you excited for the DLC? I'm not going to play it. <laughs> 
I've, I can tell you just with so much confidence that I, I, I will not play it. You couldn't um, pay me to go back to play Scarlet. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. But Actually, I you could. You could give me my money back, and then maybe I'd play engage with it. I, I own it, but I haven't were, booted it up yet. I don't. I didn't know if you guys were huge Pokemon heads, uh, you three, besides James. So I thought it was safe, but I'm glad it was I on my it. list. It was on my list. Okay. Okay. Uh, as a recurring pattern in the Pokemon series, they, which I think they're moving away from, but they typically did this thing where they would release, you know, Ruby and Sapphire, and then they would come out with Emerald, which kind of obviates Ruby and Sapphire. Uh, in this case, they came out with Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon as companions to Sun and Moon. Um, but basically, you may as well just play these instead. They're the superior version. They do pretty much all the same things, except you can do more. Um, I love Pokemon. Again, I would play these again at the drop of a hat. Um, love love me some Pokemon. Love the setting. Hawaii. Um, great choice. Love the Pokemon of this generation, too. Um, some generations not as strong as others, but I like this one. What was and, your uh, starter? Cool. What was your, your starter for... The, uh Litten. Okay. I was a uh, I, I Rowlet, I think was mine. Just whichever one turned into Decidueye. Everyone loves yeah, yeah everyone loves Rowlet. Yeah. Um I'm a big Litten fan. Good stuff, man. And I, those are my picks. Yeah, I, I like Sun and Moon. I've actually played all of these games. Um I, I play whenever they come out. Um I I think replay value for me, it's mostly the first few generations. Um, but, um, I usually will play whatever the new ones like once through and, and once I'm done with those, we'll usually move on. Um, I dug the whole, you're right. The Hawaii aesthetic was awesome. The islands was great. Um, the, they got away with gym battles in this one, correct? Correct. So it's yeah. the, kind of, like kind island of. challenges. Right. Yeah. Right. Which, so, which was kind of cool as well. So I, um, uh, I, I liked this one as as well but um I, I feel like in general i'm just in a place where i'm not replaying any any of the newer generation pokemon games after i'm done with them i hear that that makes sense to me um i think devil's advocate the way i approach it is i have a harder time playing the really old ones um i think part of what energizes me to replay kind of the newer pokemon games is i purposely pick pokemon i've never used before or that i severely underused so uh until scarlet came out i was doing a replay of sword and shield and i was doing an all bug team that's uh, awesome and that was that was really that's fun. challenging it's very challenging yeah <laughs> but by by the time you get to like sword and shield or sun and moon or um or you know scarlet and violet there's so many pokemon like in scarlet you could have a team of dog pokemon you could have six pokemon that are like dog like um there's just that's so true. many now you can do so many different things with your team um that's kind of what keeps me coming back that's cool yeah i think i would need that it's hard for me to get into it these days because my initial play obviously with the pokemon series was collect them all gotta catch them all right and when that becomes impossible how do you approach it and i think that's kind of the right way to frame it like what what do i want to do in this game with my team and like what do i want to you know experience rather than yeah. thinking about an all-consuming you know and how do i get said... everything that being said, I do finish my Pokedex for all the games. You I do? Usually, wow, impressive. Yeah, usually I have... So I'm a psycho. So like I, I bought Sun and I completed the Pokedex. And so that's my complete Pokedex version. And then I bought Moon just because I wanted a version to like tool around in. Wow, mad respect. Yeah. Nicely yeah. done. 
So yeah, so James, you're up next, right? Yeah, I and I guess really goes back to what a great year this was because I feel like I'm like between four different games and I feel like I'd be happy with all of them and it's kind of hard to to pick from them. Um, I think I am going to go with in the re-release remaster port category. I'm going to take Final Fantasy XII: The Zodiac Age. Solid choice. Nice. Very solid nice. choice. For PS4. That would have been mine if, if not for Okami. Yeah. I um I did not play it for PS4, but I did I played it for Switch. Um I had it was the first time I'd ever played Final Fantasy 12. I was very, very surprised that I, I I knew I would like the gameplay of this game and I kind of gambled. Um I really wanted to play it because there are people who it seems like one of the most polarizing Final Fantasy games. Some people absolutely hate it. Some people love it. And I, I feel like I heard as much as you can hear about the game without anything actually being spoiled from a lot of people, including you, Aaron, and including you, Dondo. Um, and I was very surprised at how much I liked it, um, despite the fact that I think that half the characters are super boring. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought the story was pretty interesting and I thought the gameplay was really fun and I really like the world. I'm, I can't believe I'm, I just had it on the tip of my tongue. What is the name? Ivalice? Ivalice. Ivalice. Love it. Um, the just even like the you, you start the game in like that core city. I forgot what it's called, but it, it's like Ravenaster. It is awesome looking. Like it, yeah. it's just such a massive yeah. world, but yeah. doesn't feel like overwhelming. Um, and yeah, I played the shit out of this game. Um, just like a lot of these like kind of Final Fantasy game, more modern age Final Fantasy games. Not well, I guess I haven't played a Final Fantasy game past twelve. I really want to play 13. Um, and I'm really glad I played 12. It is, it is not, it's not even in my top like five Final Fantasy games, but there are a lot of good Final Fantasy games. So I don't think that's really a knock. Uh, it's, it's, it's a really good game. I think the miracle of this re release is the times two and times four speed up. Oh, yeah. um, times six. I think there's a times six. Oh, times six. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, yeah. I just, just sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say like, Anytime Final Fantasy gets re-released, the Pixel remasters just came out. Thank God they did this. And every JRPG, new or re-release that comes out, you just need to have this. Like, yeah. it's, you just need to have a way to speed up your battles. You know what totally. doesn't have it? You know what doesn't have it? <laughs> Final Fantasy X. It's true. It's true. Oh, oh my God. On the, it does on the PC, but I'm playing on the PS4, so I get to do everything in real so, time. So here, here's a fun fact about... Uh, the 10 versus 12. So 12, the, so I, I do everything in these games, almost everything in these games. I beat this. I beat the super boss at a minimum. I want to beat that super boss, the super boss with time six speed on for the majority of the time. Sometimes you have to slow down time to like actually like adjust up and heal in case you're about to die. But the super boss in final fantasy 12 at mostly six times speed took about 45 minutes. Wow. The, the super boss in 10 without Ten, like six times speed or for any multi speed multiplier also takes about four to five minutes <laughs> so yeah have fun with that if you do it it's it's like a six hour fight yeah it's really long um yeah. and it sucks when you lose because it's one of, it's a classic super boss move where it just like gets super powerful in the lat when it's at like 20 percent health um which i both love and hate that about jrpgs so anyway yeah i think it's this game's really interesting when you look at the context of 
like 11 coming out right before it and them doing an MMO and in the bigger space and they're transitioning to their, their what is kind of evolving into their new Final Fantasy playstyle, um, especially for combat. Um, and I feel like it, it really did take a lot of things from 11 and a lot, especially a lot of the feels of the cities and the overworlds felt a lot like uh, Final Fantasy 11, um, not just the, co- the combat alone. Also, um, but yeah, I, I think this is a, a great game. Also, not one of my favorite Final Fantasies, but, you know, that's not a knock on it. Yeah, we should like also mention, for me. before I forget, you also picked the Zodiac Age, um, which does the job board or license board system much, much better than the original. Hmm. Um, the original, um, all my characters wound up being basically the same. Uh, whereas Zodiac Age, you have to pick roles for them. Good. I liked the job thing. We were Don and I were talking about this the other day. Not, I don't think it's as it's good as a as as ten, but I like it. Yeah. Long live the sphere grid. Yep. All right, Jason. I don't think any. I I would be surprised if anyone else here has played this game. Um, but it's an absolute gem. I highly recommend. I'm going to take it in my PS4 category, but it's another indie pick, so it's available on whatever. Uh, I'm going with Night in the Woods. Ah, oh, that game rules. It's phenomenal. Just yes. absolutely charming, complex story. The way it deals with, you know, the ideas of trauma and grief and depression in a way that's not like smacking you in the face, but that's kind of calm and, and you know, very rooted in life. Set in a completely like beautiful 2D art world filled with animal characters. Um, amazing soundtrack, uh, which I also have on vinyl. Uh, and I don't know, it's just so worth the play. There's an embedded like NES 8-bit style game that you can play through to the end within the game, which is also fun. Um, and it's pretty good too. Uh, yeah. Delightful this one slipped game. by me. I, I, I heard great things. Um, I... Uh... I, w- I don't watch a lot of like gaming media, basically only just like donkey videos. And I, d- I still watch zero punctuation. I don't know if you guys watch zero, zero punctuation. Um, I like his reviews, um, but yeah, he, um, he zero punctuation very uh, often does not like games. <laughs> and so when he <laughs> likes a game, I'm just like, I should probably check that one out. Um, and this is one that was like kind of on the long list of games that I've been meaning to check out, but never have. I just want to point out uh, that the majority of Jason's games you actually play as animals. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, Hollow Knight. Who knows what he is? You can. It's he's a shade, right? He's a shade of a bug. Of Of a a bug, right? (laughs) So about half. No, more than half, right? Undertale. Yeah. No, under well, Undertale, Undertale you're, you you're a person. Play as an animal, right? Yeah. Uh, in a world well, of animals. Well, we still got one more pick for you uh, on the uh, coming back around. So maybe there's still we'll time. See. Will the humans win? Yeah. Will... <laughs> Did Zoo Tycoon Seven come out this year? <laughs> if it didn't, well, I would give it to myself anyway. But you're not playing as the animals. You're playing as the evil humans who are keeping uh, them. Yes. Yes. As the tycoon. Yeah. All right, Joey. Um, okay, I think I'm gonna do the remaster thing for Mega Man Legacy Collection 2. 
I just love Mega Man Solid so choice. much. Like you if you ask my Mega Man. if you ask my son right now, what's his favorite video game that I play and we play together is Mega Man. Mega Man Two. I I got the newest collection set, and uh, we're we're playing the classic ones right now, and we've uh, just started three. And uh, his favorite boss is Snakehead, Snake Man. But he's like, he's got a snake for a head, so he's Snakehead. I'm like, yeah, I can't argue. Um, um, have, you told Man, him, have you told him that most of the plot of Mega Man 3 takes place on asteroids for some reason? You're just blowing my mind a little bit. Yeah, in our <laughs> Mega right. Man 3 episode, yeah. when we looked into the story, oh, like yeah. Snake, Snake Man's level is like on an asteroid. Yeah. Does anything about Snake Man's level like clue you into that back then no asteroid no what sorry joey which collection was it again legacy 2 legacy 2 got it thank you and uh i'm a huge fan of mega man mega man x mega man i absolutely adore mega man and it breaks my heart that i found out that like a lot of people don't know him like i remember being at work in cdw and being like i am playing mega man and people like what what's mega man i'm like are you kidding me you can you don't know Mega Man? He's a staple. He's like Mario. And they're like, no, it's not like Mario. And I was very hurt to know that non-gamers do not know Mega Man as well as we think they do. As uh in my mind right now, I did not realize that. What? <laughs> yeah, like no like my wife's like, I've never heard of Mega Man. I was like, Ugh. I uh I'm I'm I was really late to like actually beating most Mega Man games um, in my life. And I will admit I'm very, very bad at them. So I appreciate the like 3DS's rewind feature. What I don't appreciate is the Legacy Collections rewind feature. It is terrible um, and such a pain in the ass. Um, it's like I it's so annoying to do that. I'm like, I guess I'd rather just get good at this game or stop playing it because I don't know, Aaron, have you have you messed with the rewind feature in the legacy collections? I have. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean, though, right? It's not like a it's not like a frame by frame like no. rewind. It's like it's so frustrating. I don't understand why everyone doesn't do it like the Switch Online. The Switch Online rewind feature to me is like intuitive and it makes sense. Yeah. And I need it because I'm bad at old games. I'm just They're bad tough. at all games. They're tough. Yeah. Good pick. They are very good. Yeah. So is that's, that, sorry, that's is that seven kid. Mega Man seven and after or six and after? I mean, yeah. Okay. Nice. Which they're all like, I like the, the you know, like one through six a lot. Uh, obviously, yeah. two being my favorite, but um, I played seven a lot mm -hmm. and uh, I respect all of them moving forward, even eight. Eight is really good. I like eight it. It has an awesome soundtrack. It's under it it's completely underrated. Yeah. All right, Dino, you got your last two picks back to back. Remake, uh, remaster. I'm going to pick Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga plus Bowser's Fury. Uh, or Bowser's Minions, I'm sorry, not Bowser's Fury is the 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 newer one, but um, that was originally um, released like in the early 2000s. Um, I think the Mario RPG kind of lineage, whether it's Paper Mario, Mario RPG, Mario and Luigi, are severely underrated. Um, I think this is probably my favorite of the Mario Luigi games because um, you uh, control both Mario and Luigi. Um, the remaster um, ended up redoing all the sprites and, and 
I believe the soundtrack as well as adding uh, new companions throughout the game. I had no so, idea this was a re-release. I, I wish so badly I'd played this. I, yeah. I, always, I just thought that was this was a totally different game because I didn't read very closely. No, I, I love the original Mario Luigi Superstar Saga so much. You, you should play a complete remake. Yeah, this is like the definitive way to play it for sure. Damn. Okay. Shit. All I'm right. gonna have to grab that too. Yeah, I I Even, love it. Um, almost as much as Mario RPG. Yeah. Even Bowser's Minions, it's whoa, like whoa, a side whoa. mode, right? <laughs> it, this one is with Bowser's Minions. Even with Bowser's Minions, um, which is its own mode, like not terrible, like not totally like its own campaign, but still fun. Damn! Oh, if I'd realized what this game was, I would have very seriously considered taking that earlier. Yeah. You know, something really funky went on with Nintendo's marketing of the handheld Mario games because there are all these Mario games that came out handheld, and it's really hard to sort through which ones should you play. Well, it's yeah. it's jacked up because like half of them are just remasters or re-releases exactly. of older games, exactly. and they just rename them on the GBA for some reason. They should have just left the same names, right? Or or yeah. done at least this one says Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga plus Bowser's Minions, where you could intuitively think that like you know it's the same game plus something more, but. Mm-hmm uh yeah this game rules um anyone who's a who's a fan of uh the mario rpg kind of franchise for lack of a better word this is like a must play installment yeah joe if you have not played it i mean you can play mario and luigi superstar saga on switch online right I, now i've been toying with it mario rpg is my favorite game of all time it's number one it, it's been number one for so long i love it um to the point where I got mad at Paper Mario and I dropped it and then I picked mm. it back up and I was like, okay, I love it. It's great. To, um, to, the, to the point where you almost murdered your brother over Mario RPG. I witnessed you. It was the closest I ever came to murdering your brother. <laughs> he, he took out my game when I was uh, in the middle of something and it raced like half the data and I was <laughs> cl- closest I ever came to killing him. I think. Were you just grinding? I forget. Yeah, I was grinding hard. And oh, I was doing a really long version of it, and he like he got mad at me and took it out and erased all that progress. And I was like, uh, blind rage, yep. like like fourteen to I, I was like a fourteen year old and just blind rage. Great pick. I wish I I wish I had known that that was re released on uh, 3ds. To be honest, I probably will opt for playing the Switch Online version just to replay the game, uh, mm-hmm. unless someone's got a copy of it they want to let me borrow. I almost certainly do, but uh, cool. I, uh, I'll try to track it down for you. Thank you. I think I do as well. All right. And for Give my, me in both. What's your last pick? My final pick, uh, I just want to say uh, I love the indie representation on everyone's list so far. Um, I think like the mid-2010s and onward really like become like the golden era of indie games where sometimes many of those games are the best games that come out each year um i mean like the playstation network came was i think started in like 2006 so it, it like 10 years later they finally were getting like high level indie games coming out consistently on every platform and i think it's just very indicative if you look at this list that like that's some of the best ways to play games um but i think my last one is going to be pyre um nice. which is uh which i love pyre um i love all of super giants games um from bastion transistor all the way up to hades 
Um, but Pyre to me is one of their most interesting ones. Um, it was, it's essentially, t- it's a hand-drawn world and where you play as exiles, where you're trying, you compete in this game essentially to try to win your freedom back. And so it's, you go throughout the story and you collect all these different characters that you can play as, and you assemble three person teams to play against other three person teams. And if you destroy their pyre, um, you get to progress. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's all the combat is almost like an arena style, um, like uh, kind of like three V three combat thing, which I thought was really unique. Um I this is not a hyperbolic statement. One of the best video game soundtracks of all time. Pyre's music is incredible. Um, and uh, I definitely think it's worth checking out. I think it's a, a really fun game and really interesting story. I really and, wish it'd be released on Switch. Yeah. I the thing with Pyre 2, which is, is modern gaming a lot to, a, likes to say that the gamer has a choice with decision making in games. And I feel like very rarely are there like story driven decisions that like truly impact the overall way you play a game. Pyre's decision making and like the decisions you make will like drastically change like what happens to characters, who which characters you play, what happens in the overall game. So it really feels like different every time you play it too. Yeah, this is perhaps the one super giant game I haven't played yet, but I'm I've got it and I'm looking forward to to digging in you know pretty soon yeah let me know uh, what you think but yeah absolutely and the the soundtrack i think any super giant game you're getting an incredible soundtrack and that's what i expect from pyre too just phenomenal attention to music and design and art all around from the studio highly recommend excellent all right joey your last pick um between two, but uh, I think I'll go. Weirdly enough, a game that um, I don't think people know I really played it, but it's uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Oh, um, yeah, I'm not really into shooter games, but um, Matt and I have played this quite a bit. We we like the originals better. Um, Matt, I would go over the so like Star Wars Battlefront Two, the first version. The first it. one is awesome. It is incredible. It's awesome. And Matt and I spent a lot of hours playing that. And uh, I enjoyed this one a lot, too. Um, And my other one was going to be Pokemon Silver uh, for the Um, Mm re-release. But I was like, I need to switch it up a bit. I can't have all these, you know, uh, RPGs on my list. So I need to switch it up a bit. So I'm going Star Wars Battlefront 2. I put some hours into it, and it's very enjoyable. Nice. Even despite the um the loot crates, don't they have loot crates or whatever or, or whatever? You, oh yeah, like that, pay, that was pay to play shit. Yeah, and they're like, don't worry, we made it easier. And uh, what they did was just like, it was nothing. It was just like, hey, it's less points to get it now. But then they lowered <laughs> the points of what you got, so it was yeah. like the exact same thing, and everyone saw right through it. The marketing, yeah, it, the marketing tanked this game and made it. A hot topic but i still enjoyed it i feel like in my mind this game was like the peak rage against ea it was yeah like, correct oh, yeah. this was the beginning of the end for, or maybe like kind of like the big punch of the end yeah all right jason 
All right, so since it's my last pick, I can reveal my hidden draft <laughs> thought that underpinned all of my picks was only I wanted to pick animals. Pick <laughs> only games for which I have the vinyl record version of the oh, soundtrack. Nice. Wow, and, that's quite the theme. Well, it it kind of ha- there were a few ways where it could have fallen that I don't necessarily, but a lot of these games have amazing vinyl releases. I've noticed you uh, said that a lot. I was like, man, he has a lot of vinyl. Uh, yeah, it's a problem, but also it's not, <laughs> as James can attest to. It it both very much is and also isn't, because I too a am delight. in denial. Yeah. 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 And I think I'm about two to three times in denial. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've got at least like three times as many as I do. Um, But this one, I guess I guess I kind of bending the rules because I pre-ordered this vinyl over a year ago. It still hasn't arrived yet. Uh, final pick uh, in my wildcard slot is Oxenfree. Oh, nice. Another indie gem. Uh, I haven't heard of it. I, I was that, between Oxenfree and Pyre. Oxenfree is awesome. And if you had taken Oxenfree, I probably would have grabbed Pyre as, <laughs> as like an aspirational pick. So um, definitely recommend. Play it around like, I feel like play it in the fall. It's spooky. It's uh, it's short, but it's absolutely captivating. It, there's a it, There's kind of a time loop element and just trying to figure out what the fuck is going on here <laughs> uh, with some like truly dark moments. And some really like unsettling things. Fantastic soundtrack as well. Great art style. Um, can't can't recommend it enough. Very nice. fun game. It's got I kind just of uh, it. yeah, it's got kind of like a Spielberg vibe almost to it. It's like a group of kids who go camping on an island, uh, and like once they get there, basically all these supernatural events start happening while you're simultaneously figuring out all their like trauma that occurred in their past and what it's moving going on moving forward. But um, yeah, I think, and I think that game rules as well. Um, I Googled it and oxen free two is coming out this year. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely play it ahead of oxen free two. Um, Cause that's going to be a, an awesome game for sure. Are they, they going to be related? I could see them just doing a brand new story. They could oxen be a completely two. unrelated, but I feel like to know where it came from, would would be a good context to have in the sequel. I mean, For not sure. necessarily the case, but there's yeah. there was something like, and it's a short game, so you're not investing too too much time. Right. Um, the spookiness yeah. of it, I can't understate either. It, it there's some, yeah. some genuinely kind of like tense or or creepy moments in it. I still need to play it. I downloaded it when you were over that one time, Don. Knowing I never ended up like actually going back to it. Uh, but I feel like I I feel like I want to play it on Switch though, even though I have it on PlayStation. I think it was on sale on Switch for like three bucks recently, but I did not pick it up. Oh man, I actually think I I played this game when it came out, probably in 2017. I I mean I played it along with like What Remains, Edith Finch, and like all those other games back when yeah, when yeah. indie games were that those type of story driven indie games were kind of uh, yeah like blowing up and um but i would say if i could replay it i think switches probably would be my preferred yeah. medium maybe i'll switch, get it when it goes on sale switch with some headphones yeah cool well speaking of what what remains via the finch is that my pick uh but i i considered <laughs> it I, I had a good time do, playing it aaron and i did it for this show and i, I don't think either one of us regret it uh, unless aaron's full of regret and just no lives, i'm not full life of regret. in pure agony but I mean, it was very short and um, yeah, I, it's not on your list, but yeah, um, I'm going to 
Hmm. I this is like a year where I feel like I played more indie games per year the years after this one. Um, but this year has a lot of games like Pyre and like Night in the Woods that I very much want to play. Um, but so I'm not going to go with an indie game for my wild card. I'm going to go with Resident Evil 7. Um, I really liked this game. I did not play it right away because I had just kind of been turned off the whole series once they, um, well, I guess to not spoil anything, once the end of Resident Evil 5 happened. Uh, and then I heard six was terrible. And then I heard they're like seven, they're rebooting the franchise. Oh, okay. Well, no, thanks. Um, it's been first person. I'm like, okay, well, that's not really Resident Evil to me. So I was like, nope. Um, and then I, I decided to give it a shot. And it, it's really fun. It's a really fun game. It kind of shits the bed at the end, like a bunch of Resident Evil games do. But the I would say the first maybe. I mean, the first like two hours of the game are pretty damn scary and I, I i got to applaud capcom in like resident evil 7 and 8 have some genuinely terrifying sequences that i think top basically all the other sequences in the series prior um including like the regenerators in resident evil 4 but um yeah it, it's a really fun game it, it is uh, i highly recommend it to anyone who has not played it yet um who likes resident evil or even if you don't like resident evil i think it's a fun game if you just like horror games so yeah um i'm happy with that yeah i would i would say you do not need to be a resident evil of all the resident evil games i've played if you do not need to be a resident evil fan to enjoy resident evil 7 you might I be think. a little turned off by like the inevitable batshit story twists that happen. Um, Maybe if it had just kind of stayed like a straight, like a more straightforward, like what's with this family and then kept the mystery actually more of a mystery than explaining it uh, in the way that they do. Um, there's, there's some like kingdom hearts level batshit stuff <laughs> in this game. <laughs> there is, there is nothing kingdom hearts level batshit that exists. It, 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 it is no, on you're right. Own, it is singular. On its own tier. <laughs> That's you're right. That that is true. So, all right, Aaron. All right. Solid pick. Let's uh let's finish this thing. Um, I'm torn. Do I go with my head or my heart? What do you usually That's... go with? I, I mean, heart. usually usually I go Kingdom with my Hearts stomach, it. but nothing's <laughs> in my stomach. So yeah. just um, picked to Kingdom Hearts 2.5 remix. No, I'm not going to. Uh, if I go with my heart pick, uh, which sure I will, I'm going to go Sonic Forces. Come at me. Um, I, I can't. I didn't play it, so I don't know. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, it's a really bad game. Here's the thing, though. Um, no, it's it's bad. But I have a very strong personal affinity to it because I remember there was one day, like I don't know what was going on with me, but I just didn't feel like going to work. I didn't feel like doing anything. And I called in sick to work and I was just going to do nothing all day. And I realized like, oh, Sonic Forces comes out today and it's a budget title. It's only $40 and it has <laughs> horrific reviews. And I'm like, you know what? I have nothing else to do today. I'm just going to go get it. So I went to GameStop when it opened at 10 a.m. I bought Sonic Forces. The guy was like, who the fuck are you that came store opening to buy Sonic Forces? <laughs> and I did. I sat down, I played the game in its entirety in one day because it's very short. Um, and I loved it. Uh, it's clunky. It doesn't work right. Uh, the music is like classic Sonic butt rock. Um, <laughs> 
but I like I love Sonic and there's enough like fun levels in this game where I come back to this. I have it on PS4, I have it on Switch, I'm sick in the head. Um, but there are levels here that are like really great, they're just very short. Most of the yeah. levels in this game are like three minutes or under. I would say half of them are bad. But the ones that work really work. And I like, I go back to this game. I will go back to this game. And if I have like two hours, three hours, like I'll just play it to completion. I think this is peak draft material right here, Aaron. I like yeah. picking a game and then being like, it's horrible. I love that. <laughs> you, you That is like such a power move. I don't think that any of us can recover from that. I think um, <laughs> my head choice is a better like draft choice but it it didn't speak to my heart well let's let's share let's let's guys, share some guys. honorable mentions and then we'll run through our teams yeah so before mm-hmm. we can now say that the 2017 draft has run the gamut from assassin's creed origins to sonic, sonic Force. Force. <laughs> oh my god oh my god you're so, and it's you're so all right on my list i got them all this happened <laughs> Look you could have got graph. Assassin's Creed at this last pick too, though. I think <laughs> you absolutely yeah. could have got. You, you, you could have. No one would. Yes. No one would have taken it. Um. So I mean, I, I guess another Aaron game that was an honorable mention is Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Um, that was on my uh, list. That was on my that list. That was an honorable mention. No, but for my wild card, I was going to go Disgaea Five Complete. Oh, that was going to be my other one. Another game I poured like hundreds and hundreds of hours into, and I've tried playing other Disgaea's like one and six didn't click with me mm-hmm. for some reason. Five did again. I played hundreds of hours of that. I could play it again at the drop of a hat. I love Disgaea five, love the story, love the characters, love the item world. But for mm-hmm. some reason, those things did not click with me for one or six. Three other honorable mentions I want to rattle off really quick. One at mobile game, actually, Monument Valley 2. It has a, just a beautiful soundtrack. Um, and then just the game was great it, also. Uh, Golf Story is a really awesome indie game. Uh, highly Golf recommended. It's a really, really short game. If anyone hasn't played it, it's a, just a really fun, short experience. And uh, South Park, The Fractured But Whole is actually yeah. is a blast. Yeah, yeah. yeah really, really like actually made me like cackle out loud. Anyone else? Some honorable mentions? Did Dokey Literature Club come out this year? I think so. So did. Wow. Cra- that talk about batshit crazy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, Hon- honorable mention for that as well. Like you, you, you want to have a genuine, authentically, you know, <laughs> you know, unique experience that you should definitely play that game. Um, and we talked about it a, a little bit before. Um, but what remains, Edith Finch of Edith Finch. Uh, let me know when you guys do the walking simulator draft. I would love to be on it. Um, and, I don't know if I've played enough of them. I mean, does, everyone's does gone Miss to the count? rapture. That's does Miss count there. as a walking simulator? Or Miss no? Might, gone home, Miss. I mean, we could fudge oh, yeah. I guess a little by, bit. By yeah. comparison, it's not like gone home. Um, I really loved Gravity Rush 2. Um, which I think believe, I believe came out this year as well. Um, and then finally, I think just uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Um, I, it's kind of become, uh, you know, the one of the least talked about kind of members of the Uncharted family. I think everything Naughty Dog does is rad. Um, I think Chloe as a character is awesome. Yeah. Uh, and getting to like flesh her out more in her own story outside of Drake not only showed me that um, how much thought they had put into everybody besides Drake and this entire franchise, but honestly showed me that they can probably do Uncharted without him. And I'm interested to see what they, what they do in the future. Um, 
They with should. That. They should. I do got a that game, game, but I think I was done with Uncharted. I I did yeah. all four. I did all four games in a row, and I was just like, yeah. Uh, I know, tried like it a little, a little over, over. I tried it after replaying two, and I was like, I can't do another Uncharted game. Like I can't do two in a row, and so I quit maybe about four hours in, and I really shouldn't have because it was a really fun game. I was just Uncharted out. You know? I was in the same same boat as you, James. That's fair. And then I'm not sure if it came out this year, but I'm going to say it anyways, super hot is awesome. If you want to play a fun uh, first person shooter with like a unique twist, twist to, to gameplay. I think it was maybe re-release this year. It came out like in 15 or 16, but um, mm-hmm. super hot is, is crazy fun and, and, you know, definitely worth playing another awesome indie game of this year. Yeah, it's a good one. I've got one honorable mention. I also, so in my back pocket, I had a protest handheld pick and I was going to argue that you could play any PC game on the NVIDIA Shield portable in 2017. (laughs) Handheld, technically. That would have been, that would have been a good reason to just, if you had told me that beforehand and that those kind of shenanigans could have been played, uh, I would have actually considered getting rid of the handheld, uh, category, but I'm actually, I am glad that we kept it ultimately. No, no, no. I think it was a great category as we did it as well. Um, but destiny two came out in 2017 and I didn't start playing until last year, but I play a lot with my brother now. Honestly, I think it's one of the best FPS around, um, really complex six person PVE content uh that is challenging and rewarding but you got to get through the kind of like loot crate season pass mechanics that i i really despise to this day uh they're off there's there's a heavy grind in it you got to get the the gear you gotta you know get the right gear to succeed and not too keen on those elements but the the story is great and the content is is honestly just really fun um and complex as far as a shooter goes. So, all right. Um, I, I have nothing to add. So let so Joey can go watch Succession. Let's uh, let's rattle off our teams really quick. Aaron, starting with you. All right, PS4. I have the highly coveted Assassin's Creed Origins. <laughs> I mean, it was highly coveted by you. Yeah, so yeah. for the Switch, I have Xenoblade Chronicles Two. For my indie pick, Shovel Knight. For my handheld pick, Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon. For my re-release, remaster, or port, I have Skyrim for the Switch. And for my wild card, I have my beloved Sonic Forces. <laughs> uh, for PS4, I have Near Automata. For Switch, I have The Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus. For Indie, I have Stardew Valley. For Handheld, I have Dragon Quest Eight. For re-release, I have Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age. And for wild card, I have Resident Evil 7. All right, and so for my very indie-heavy list of picks ps4 was night in the woods switch enter the gungeon my indie pick hollow knight king of my heart uh handheld would be uh, undertale on the ps vita re-release is okami hd and my wildcard pick was oxen free joseph uh my ps4 pick was kingdom hearts hd 1.5 remix switch and wii u was legend of zelda breath of the wild my indie is Friday the 13th, the game. Handheld would be Fire Emblem Echoes. Re-release, remaster, and port would be Mega Man Legacy Collection 2, or Legacy 2 Collection. And wildcard would be Star Wars Battlefront 2. I'm happy with my picks. Dondo? 
For PlayStation 4, I picked Persona 5. For Switch, I picked Super Mario Odyssey. For Indie, I picked Cuphead. For Handheld, I picked Danganronpa 3. And re-release, I picked, and remaster, I picked Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, plus Bowser's Minions. And Wildcard, I picked Pyre. Well done, everyone. We all win. Well done. I think we all win. Because Aaron goes home happy. I go home happy. I think we all go home happy. I didn't get I Sonic agree. Forces, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> what what like one game? I know you... I know it's eating you alive. But what okay. <laughs> what one game uh, did everyone miss out on that they would have wanted the most? Near Automata for sure. Persona Five I, for me probably. Hollow Knight very closely or, uh, behind Mario Odyssey. But I, yeah. I, I would have liked some Kingdom Hearts representation, but what are you gonna do? For me, it's probably it's probably Breath of the Wild. Um, I I still just genuinely think that game is a masterpiece. Um, just wait for tears, man. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. It's gonna be your new masterpiece. It's overwhelmingly big, though. Yeah, it really is. All right. Well, we, again, no no outro. Uh, we could say Xbox sucks again, but I feel like that's been played out, even though we did it once. Um, but <laughs> just want to thank uh, our our three esteemed guests. Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, we always have a blast drafting, and uh, welcome to the draft family, Joey. Yeah, yeah thank you for this having is, me. This is the real family. It's like way better than Vin Diesel's family and Fast <laughs> <laughs> and Furious. What's what's the slogan? You can play whatever you like as long as it's Hollow Knight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically, I I live my life uh, one game at a time, but so, but in reality, more like six games at a time, and it's driving me crazy. Yeah, or Aaron, I live my life one chaos emerald at a time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> emphasis on chaos. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, thank you all again very much, and thank you everyone for listening. Um, from Game and Watch with Aaron and James, uh, fuck Xbox.